Hello there, Brahmas, and welcome to In Major Trouble, the show all about helping current undecided students to find a major that interests them by listening to professors talk about their college experiences. Sure, college is about finding who you are, but no one wants to waste time and money away by not knowing what their major is. Every college student wants to find the right major that will help them pursue a career they're interested in. On today's episode, the major of discussion is communications. According to an um, online article by Hannah Muniz from Prep Scholar, a communications major is how to effectively communicate different types of information in various fields such as journalism, media, business, politics, and law. In a study conducted about the major, College Factual found that communication and media study degrees were 16th most popular with 68,000 degrees earned from 2017 to 2018. Popular jobs who receive um, uh, popular jo- jobs received from the major are public relations, pro- um, academic counselors, social media managers, human resource professionals, and broadcast journalists, according to Erica Garcia of Intersight. Today, it, here today is a professor of um, communications here at Pierce College to give us an in more depth look uh, why someone would want to pick communications as a major and the steps it takes to get the degree. Teaching communications this semester at Pierce College, please help me in joining Professor Davudian. How are you doing, Teddy Professor? Doing well. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on the air. So let's start this off by telling me how college, before you, um, telling me how college was for you. Mm-hmm. Tell me about how you treated school before you got to college. How did you treat school, um, like the academic aspects about school? Should we start in high school? Yes, please. Okay. So um, I wasn't your your stellar high school student. Um, I was uh, I was an athlete, uh, so <clears throat> we were treated a little differently. Not that I'm a great athlete now, but uh, back then, so... You know, we focused more on, you know, the social life that we had during high school and, uh, you know, education wasn't a priority. Uh, in hindsight, I wish, you know, I'd focus more. But so education wasn't a priority. I barely graduated um, with, uh, I don't know exactly my GPA, but uh, made it through high school. Uh, and then at the time, uh, my girlfriend recommended that uh, after graduation to, you know, think about possibility taking a class and so forth. Meantime, I was working in production, TV, and film. Uh, I took a class, I got an A, and I was like, wow, I'm not so, and I'll use this term, dumb after all. So uh, it all trickled downhill from there uh, in a good way. And uh, I realized uh, my class that I did get an A in that you weren't looked upon for your athletic abilities, your social comprehension, uh, like we did in high school, and put so much value on that, at least the group of friends that I had. Uh, but value was put on your knowledge in the classroom, um, how you spoke, the logic that you presented, the reasoning behind stuff. So I was among people who looked at education as, as a priority and something important. So that sort of shifted my mind, and obviously... Um, I matured and understood the meaning and the importance of getting a good education. 
um, at that time. Also, um, what sports did you play in high school? But more importantly, did you feel like you knew what you wanted to become or what you wanted to do while you were in high school? Did you have your life oh. planned out? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, I played uh, football and baseball. And, uh, you know, you <laughs> in high school you wanted to be, uh, you know, an aspiring actor or uh, what else was it? Not personally myself, but, you know, you had big dreams. Uh, particularly, I wanted to play football. And then I realized after I graduated, and my size was five foot nothing, 180 pounds of nothing, and uh, uh, my skills weren't to par. So, you know, um, I realized at that moment that uh, I had to shift and change, and, and so it went downhill. But, yeah, you know, we inspire when we're younger. We think we can do a million things and we're going to rule the world. But, you know, reality kicks in, which is fine. And, uh, you know, then we have to make some really life-making decisions. Damn, that's crazy to hear. So moving um, towards your first few years of college, what schools did you attend and what were some of your favorite classes? Oh, gosh. Um, so I, I first started off attending Glendale. Oops, excuse me. Um, I'm sorry. I take that back. Uh, it was it was Glendale Community College. Um, I took courses there. One of my first courses that I took was a public speaking class, which I didn't do too well in. Um, but uh, with that being said, uh, it opened up my eyes regarding possible areas of interest. Um, I took history class that uh, I was very fond of. I think it was a uh, uh, American Civilization course, and the instructor was just fabulous. Then I went to Pasadena City College, took several classes there, working towards uh, transferring, and then I finished up my last class uh, here at Pierce College before uh, getting accepted to uh, California State University Northridge. That's insane. So even in uh, your communications classes, you didn't do too well in that, you said. Why did you feel that you didn't do too well in your communications class? Well, <laughs> the funny thing is last night we were, uh, my wife and I were cleaning out our our guest bedroom and I was going through my paperwork and I found my first written outline that I did in that wow. class. So I am going to frame it and put it on my wall. If anyone's around, they can come by and take a look at the horrendous uh, uh, outline it was. But, you know, again, guess what it was about? Football. And unorganized, uh, again, I was that... Uh, I don't want to say class clown, but that social butterfly where uh, the instructor would call me by my last name. And I, I've learned over the years, for the most part, that when an instructor sarcastically says Mr. Davoudian, it's either uh, a sign of endearment or that there's no respect. So mine was the latter. And uh, so I, I didn't do too well in that class. Um, but I took the class over again and did really well, uh, and I spoke with the instructor after I was embarrassed from, you know, uh, my lack of public speaking skills and so forth, and went moved on from there. Did that communications class, did it feel like it guided you toward um, wanting to major in that? At that point, no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say. Refl uh, reflecting back, thinking about it, uh, uh, yes, in a ways. Huh. So while you were in school trying to figure out um, how you wanted to be done with it, mm -hmm. was there ever a point that you thought you were going to do something else, like not communications? Oh, yeah. So so the story goes like this. Uh, I transferred to Cal State Northridge as a history major, and I wanted to teach history, high school history in particular. Took my first class there, and uh, it was a California history class. I'm not going to name the instructor. But, uh, again, unengaging. Uh, his 
teaching philosophy, his approach was very bland, and I would say uh, boring. I would use that term, but so I got disengaged. Uh, I was like, wow, uh, this is maybe not what I want to do. And then I was talking to a friend of mine, or a friend that I made in class, and he said, why don't you take a communication studies course? They're pretty fun and cool and so forth. So I took... I believe it was, I'm trying to think, either an intercultural communication class or communication and gender uh, or communication between the sex and gender. And it just opened my eyes like, wow, this is stuff I can relate to. It's pretty fascinating. Um, I'm getting the information. I connect with instructors. Uh, And then at that moment, I... You know, the next semester sifted to a communication studies major. And then on top of that, I was like, well, what am I going to do with this? And I always like law and I still do like uh, uh, the legal field. And so I said, you know what? Uh, there's a, a law advisor in the communication uh, department. Uh, Dr. Marston was uh, is his name. And so I was like, you know what? I'll get a communication studies degree and then I'll go to law school. Well, and lo and behold, I, I got my degree. I was about to get my degree. I studied for the LSAT. Um, didn't do too well on my LSAT, and I don't mind sharing that. Um, but I spoke with him, and, and this is th- those eras where those, those times, those moments that communication is so important because what people tell you, you know, has an effect. And, and, and so all the stuff that I learned came into for tuition right there. When I spoke with him, he, said, he asked me a question. He said, why do you want to go to law school? And I said, well to take care of my family and, and support them. And then he was really good at this. He turned around and asked a rhetorical question in ways. He said, and if you're working 80 hours a week, are you going to be able to take care of your family? And so my concept of taking care of my family was looking at income and wealth and all that. But then at that moment, the way he posed that question, it got me thinking, hold on. Money's great. Don't get me wrong, but if I'm not there to hang out and spend time with my family and grow up with them and whatever you want to call, you know, family life uh, per person, and he made me realize that that wasn't as important. So at that moment, it was towards the end of the semester, I uh, I, I decided to, uh, you know, not go to law school, and I was walking through uh, the hallway, and one of my mentors and, and, and a colleague of mine and a friend, I'll call him now, uh, approached me and says, hey, uh, you just did your comprehensive exam for your graduate work. I'm sorry. By the way, this is when I went to graduate school. I, I totally forgot to tell you. I applied to go to graduate school um, uh, after the whole law uh, sort of aspect where I didn't want to go. So I, I applied to go to graduate school, and when I finished graduate school, um, uh, his name is Dr. Brownlee. And he approached me in the hallway and said, hey, uh, uh, you know, do you want to teach or do you have any inkling of teaching? And I had taken several courses. And Communication for Youth was one of those courses that were it was intriguing. It was a class about teaching uh, high school and junior high students. Uh, and I liked it. And I said, yes. And so the door opened up. I had an opportunity to do an interview here. And then I got hired here. But to go back and just to clarify that that segment, so I got a communication studies degree. I thought I was going to teach, and then I said, no, I want to go to law school. Took my LSAT, 
talked to that, talked to my uh, advisor at the time, got discouraged, decided not to go to law school, said, hey, why don't you apply for a graduate degree here? Since you like communication studies, it might buy you a little bit more time. And you're not just going on to the workforce. You're sort of building, you know, your, your, your educational resume and so forth. And then... Uh, got into graduate school at Cal State Northridge. Oh, wow. So you weren't even in community college anymore when you were making all these changes and these big decisions. You were mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah. So then how about this? While you were in community college or even while you were in graduate school mm-hmm. or trying to apply for graduate school, was there a moment you felt like this isn't for you? Did you feel like you wanted to drop out of school? There were moments. You, <clears throat> you think about family. You, you think about well, can I be making more money? Um, what am I really going to do? Am I going to enjoy uh, doing this type of work or this career, this occupation? And, you know, through what I did, I, just to veer off a little bit to, to get a better understanding of what I want to do because I was that person that I wanted to do everything. And you come to realize that, no, you can't do everything. Reality kicks in. And so I try to get as many jobs as I could. So at the time I was, oh gosh, I've, I've done production, been a PA in, in TV and film. Uh, I've waited tables. I've bartended. I used to work at a toy store. Um, I was a sandwich artist at Subway. Um, so many things, a lot of things. And, and I think all those experiences, uh, you know, allowed me to, to become a little bit more stringent and a better foothold. So to answer your question, yeah, the thought went through your mind of, well, what am I going to do? What major should I choose? And so forth. Yeah, that's always a scary moment when you're in school and you're afraid to find out what's going to happen to me later or is this even worth it. Mm -hmm. So then how about the moment you chose communications? How did that feel or how did you know that that's what you wanted? I I think it was... I don't know the exact moment, but it, it, looking back and thinking about it, it, it was. Uh, it felt good. It was like a uh, weight was lifted off my shoulders. Um, to me, there was stability. Um, I felt secure in what I was learning. I could connect with the materials. It was applicable. Um, the program I did was a generalist program, so we, we, we looked at rhetoric. We looked at argumentation. We looked at gender. We looked at culture. So I was like, wow, this is all stuff that intrigues me and I see every day. Um, so... It felt good. Uh, it felt right, and it's not always the case. Um, but I mean, even you know, the conversation regarding majors is is our majors don't always dictate our careers, uh, and uh, they don't translate into them. Sometimes we fall into them. Fortunately, and we'll talk about this maybe later on. But you know, uh, I found my natural path and my dream job because of my major. But that's not always the case. So that's what made you so sure that you wanted to choose communications was that feeling of certainty or, or relatability. Relatability, correct. And, and particularly the, the field that I was in, uh, what I chose, communication studies. It's a very interdisciplinary area, so it's applicable to anything. Um, you know, I can go into public policy. Um, as you mentioned, you know, I can go into law, uh, PR firm, uh, so many myriad, so many things. So it allowed me to to cast a larger net you know it's like the whole the whole fishing you know if you cast a large net you're going to catch more fish you're going to have more opportunities to catch fish depending on obviously um how large your net is and so forth so for me it was it was broad enough where 
if I wanted to do something else, like law or graduate work, I was able to, you know, maneuver and do that. So, yeah. So that's a really good metaphor for the type of a uh, degree that you received from, mm-hmm. from your major. So then what about communications had you most interested? What was the aspect of communications that made you mm-hmm. so excited about it? So... Now that you, you know, that question actually triggers something else that sort of relates to some other stuff that you said. Okay. So what triggered me, ever since I was little, I always enjoyed, um, I enjoyed history, So, but I also enjoyed listening to people and their ex- life experiences, um, whether it was cultural, um, whether it was experiential, but it all had to do with communication. I liked listening. Uh, it doesn't seem like now because I'm talking so much, but I do enjoy listening and uh, finding people's stories and narratives. And that sort of thinking back on it and why I think I was attracted, attracted to this field is that learning about people, but the communication people have. So communicating culture, communicating gender, communicating uh, um, ideologies, the messages that we send, how we're mes- sending these messages. The person, your voice is powerful. Um, so that intrigued me, and, and that was one of the draws that I had into communication studies. It's that human connection um, that we look at in communication studies. You know, the psyche is important, looking at psychology, the cognition, and then how we communicate certain things is also important. The way I perceive you or the way you perceive me uh, might differ. The way I represent myself or present myself to the public uh, to the general public is different the way I present myself to my family. And, and it is authentic because you're, you're, you're placed into roles. My role as an instructor, professor, is different as my role as a husband and so forth or, or a best friend. And we have our authentic selves that we place out there, the genuine morality and values that we share, but we communicate with people differently. So you started applying what you were learning in your classes to everyday life. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah, yes, yes. So it's commonly known that many students in college face different kinds of challenges. What were some of the most difficult academic challenges for you in college, and how did you overcome them? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, so I, and again, uh, I, I don't want to attribute this to my, my, my sports and so forth, but I think my short-term memory is... is it is not good, and, and and I think it comes from I can count on my one hand several major concussions that have happened, whether it's during sports or two car accidents and and so forth. And, and so the challenge for me was to memorize information uh, and, and to retain that information for a short amount of time. I, I, I it, it's hard for me to do that sometimes, even to this day. Um, so the challenge for me was, you know, for when I was studying for the LSAT or my comprehensive exams uh, in graduate school, uh, I would get frustrated because I was like, why can I not retain this information word for word? Where as I had friends or, or peers who would read something and were able to regurgitate that. Uh, so that was a challenge. And also I think another challenge was, um, I wasn't your traditional student, so I was a little bit older, not much older, but when I transferred, I was roughly, let me see, I think I was 21 or 22 at the time. I got a, yeah, 21 or 22. So um, 
I wasn't your traditional student and, and I hadn't experienced college life and I had work, so I, I still wanted to be social. Um, so I did join organizations on campus. I think that distracted me a little bit, but it wasn't a challenge. But um, I think the challenge was to refrain from uh, overexerting myself and being disciplined. That's definitely two parts of college that's hard to balance, you know, your mm-hmm. social life with the academic side of life. It's something that many college students just have a struggle with uh, dealing. So we're still talking about the academic side, but sure. what compelled you to choose the schools that you did? Is there a specific reason or story behind them? Um, pretty simple. Uh, um, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't expand my horizons, but I also want to stay close to my family. And I know we, we, I encourage my students and say, hey, explore, you know, leave your bubble. Um, <clears throat> and people did tell me that I think I was when I was young, but I didn't really understand it or comprehend it. So I applied to um, my undergrad. I applied to San Diego State as a history major and Cal State Northridge. Those are my two options. And San Diego State uh, did not accept me because they were impacted. So CSUN did, and that's where I ended up. All right. So uh, how many years were you in school when you finally graduated? Oh, gosh. Not, not long. So sporadically, my before transferring, so all the community colleges, that took a little bit longer because I was working full-time and I was mm-hmm. taking classes here and there until I realized I needed to transfer. But once I got to CSUN, I graduated, I finished in two years my undergrad and then two years uh, for my graduate work. So in total, including community colleges, community college, how many years was that? I would say six or seven years. Six or six. seven years in school. Oh, wow. So then, uh, okay, so you finally graduated. Now comes the the scariest part. How long did it take you to find a job in the field that you uh, majored in? So I was, I've always been a person that seeks out stuff. So I actually had a career in student uh, services or affairs at Cal State Northridge at the time. And then right when I finished my graduate work and when my mentor or colleague of mine, uh, Dr. Brownlee, said, you want a job, why don't you apply at Pierce? I got a job that summer, right when I graduated. So I've been teaching right out of grad school, officially making money, I'll say that as with a check, right out of grad school. Wow. I was lucky at the time. It's still lucky. Yeah. All right. So then did you ever question your major after you graduated? Did you feel like maybe this isn't for me? Nope. No, 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 because, uh, you know, once you finish your undergraduate degree, and, and I tell this to people, um, you yearn for most of I think some of us yearn to go back to school. So I've been taking classes ever since. I mean, I haven't taken classes uh, for probably four years now, but continually I used to take classes. Okay. So was there ever an... The okay, so you finally got the job you were chasing since college. Was there ever an like I made it type of a moment that you were that you felt like you finally achieved what you wanted to achieve? How did you, how'd you know and how'd that feel? Uh, I, I knew that well as a career, yes, okay, because my so as a career, I, I that moment hit me, sank in the day I received the call after my final interview. Uh, here on this campus for a full-time teaching, you know, tenure faculty position, where it's like I worked really hard. I finally knew where I want to go after years of teaching 
part-time here and everywhere and uh that was a moment that's gotta that's gotta be an amazing moment something that all of us are trying to chase so then how about this what kind of advice would you give to students who are a bit hesitant to choose a major in communications? Uh, what do you think draws people to the world of communications? Well, f- advice I would tell you is explore. Um, explore majors. Communications is broad. Um, it's a great fundamental, foundational major to have. I encourage all my students to seek extra move on from your undergraduate degree, so possible graduate degree. Your undergraduate degree will give you foundation skills. Your graduate degree will start honing in where you want to work. So communications is great as a foundational key to any field that you study. So it's good to have that as an undergraduate degree and then move on to graduate degree, whether it's medical school, law school, etc. All right. And so you, you switched majors in college, and it was a pretty big decision. What would you say to students that are a bit hesitant to change their major but have it in mind? Go with your gut instinct. Um, either way, you're still going to get an education. Um, so move forward. Don't be hesitant. What do you think is the biggest mistakes you see students making today regarding choosing their majors? Not exploring, not asking not having the social capital, get those experiences, talk to people in your in your classes, talk to your peers. Okay, all right. Well, it's, it's looking like we're getting the signal from the studio that our time is coming to a close. Thank you again, Professor uh, Davoudian, for coming in and sharing your stories and experiences with us. I, I hope the students got a lot out of it. I hope so too, thank you. Professor Singer currently teaches communications here at Pierce College. This has been In Major Trouble for KPCRadio.com. I'm Luis Mendoza. Thank you so much for listening.